Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adala Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's Evangelist Adalis. Happy birthday, Jesus. I'm so glad you saved us. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Don't know where you're listening from. Hola all around the world. Listen, today we are talking, we're going old school today. That's what we're doing today. We are going, we're throwing it back to, um, we're, we're throwing it back to what? Judges 6. Yeah, my man Gideon. <sighs> to be honest with you, I was taking the kids to school. And um, we put on Superbook and they were talking about Gideon. And things stood out to me listening to that story that I guess I haven't stood out to me before. And uh, I wanted to bring it to your attention. So we're just going to delve into it. Amen. Amen. Okay, good. Uh, so we're, we're looking at Judges 6. And I'm not going to read you the, 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 the couple of chapters. Uh, so I'll surmise it. And hopefully you know the story of Gideon. But most people don't. So I'm just going to tell you. Uh, I'll give you the cliff notes. So this man named Gideon, Israel uh, was really far away from the Lord. Uh, They were worshiping Baal. They were doing things that they shouldn't have. And just as Deuteronomy declares, if you leave the Lord your God, he's going to smite you. It doesn't say it like that, but, you know, that's I'm cliff notes. And so uh, what ended up happening is they're being held captives by the Midianites and they're literally uh, taking over their fields. Anything they plant, they just go and demolish. They completely annihilate their cattle. So they're they're at a weak state. And so uh, they finally call out to God. And of course, God looks down on them with mercy and and gets a plan through this man, Gideon. And so um, there's uh, hundreds of thousands in, in the armies that are surrounding them. And uh, God says, we have to go and fight. We, it's, it's time to get up and fight uh, the enemy. Well, there was about, the Bible declares, about 32,000 uh, Israelite troops that were going to go up against the Midianites and the, 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 the armies that were around them that were in the hundreds of thousands of people. So uh, if you do the math on that, uh, it doesn't add up. They're, 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 they're suffering <laughs> when it comes to numbers, okay? They, they need help, in other words, okay? And so what ends up happening, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, is that God looks down, calls this man Gideon, and says, there's too many people in your army. You got to cut it. And Gideon's like, what, Lord? Are you kidding me? Like, we actually need for you to supernaturally multiply this army. What are you talking about? And then he says, just trust me. Again, cliff notes. Trust me on this. And you got to cut back your army. So he cuts it back. And now there's 300 people left. And the word of God declares that uh, even uh, after what what was an insurmountable amount of people that were coming against them, Israelite got the victory 
uh, it says that the Lord went went before them and sent ambushes against these men. They thought that that they had, you know, Israel had like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that they were outnumbered. Can you imagine all of these hundreds of thousands of enemies thinking that this tiny little group of 300 men that they were outnumbering them. That was the Lord. The Lord went on their behalf and they conquered the land and they, they, they made things right until they fell again. You know, it was just the, the, the pendulum in the old Testament, but we didn't get into that. What I want to title today's message is the three things that I've learned studying this story. Uh, just, just the, this morning and, and, uh, this afternoon, the three things you have to do to overcome the battles of your life. Now, this is so important for you to understand because I've been getting an overwhelming amount of, of, uh, text messages and emails, uh, through social media and stuff in regards to people's marriages, in regards to people's, uh, health and their finances, like people, People are going through some battles in life, and you, what do you do? What do you do? And, and you know, I, I feel silly sometimes saying, like, you just have to have faith. You have to stay put, stay strong, and have faith in God. And I feel like that's just kind of like the cookie-cutter response that I have for everybody um, because it's what's most effective. But I, I'm going to give you three things that I believe this story was speaking to me in regards to what to do in order to overcome the battle. How, how God uh, will use you really is determined by the choices that we make. And what do I mean by that? Why would God choose to use me? Because, you know, if, if God is using you, then he's going to bless you. He's going to bless your money. He's going to bless your marriage. He's going to bless everything that's around you. So you really should, if there's uh, battles in life and things that are kind of going haywire and going askew in your life, you really should press in. Like now's not the time to give up and quit, throw your hands up and say, you know what? This is not how life was supposed to be. This is not how I had it planned out. You know, I did this in faith and God, you know, slapped me. And now I'm, 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 I'm in a worse condition than I ever was. And, and I don't even know what I believe. If you're at that point, I want to, um, I want to lovingly slap you in the face and say, you better knock that off. Because I could tell you right now, uh, serving the Lord is the best decision that you can make as a believer. And anybody who tells you different um, is a moron because uh, I know what it's like to not serve the Lord and I know what it's like to serve the Lord and this is a much better alternative. I can tell you that much. But we're not free from the battles of life. We're not uh, totally exempt from the things that happen um, in this world. You know, the, the attack w- is inevitable. But you always win. The Bible says that he's made you more than a conqueror. So you're more than victorious. You're more than a winner. So even in the battles of life, you have to maintain that victory in your mind before it could actually manifest around you. So these are three things, okay, that, um, that I took from this story. The first, in order for God to have used um, this this segment of people, what did he do? He said in the book of Judges 6, he said, I want you, Gideon, to declare to all of the army, army of 32,000 people, that if you are fearful or timid, go home. 
And so he did just that. And you know what? You'd think like, you know what? I'm just going to stick on. This is my country. This is freedom. Right hand. My children are going to bet. No, 22,000 of those cats left. 22,000 men bounced up out of there and said, uh, see you later. God bless. <laughs> uh, shalom. I'm going home. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Tw- 22,000 people. So the army that was left was 10,000 people. So the first thing that we can see that God cannot tolerate in order for you to win your victory, in order, to, uh, in order for you to win the battle, is you cannot allow fear and timidity anywhere around you. Anywhere. How do I know that? Because of your confession. I can tell you right now that you're in fear by what you say. I can, I can tell you right now. Well, I don't know if this is going to happen. And, you know, we're just going to call it quits. We just don't even know if this is God's purpose. We don't even know why God, why, why God did this for us. And, and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? See, those things are fear-based words uh, and, and things that people say um, that ha- hold them captive to fear. If you know me, you know that I I hate fear. It's the greatest um, thief of destinies. And and now I'm seeing, even in in the scriptures, throughout the entire word of God, the number one thing that zaps people of moving forward is fear and timidity. And and I I love that, you know, they're both kind of one here, fear and timidity. And it is because God, in one translation, it says in... um, for Second uh, Timothy one seven, it says God hasn't given you a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and soundness of mind. Another version says God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, so you can never say I'm shy. I'm just so timid. I'm just not like that. I'm not like super insecure. No, what you ought to do is recognize that as an enemy and uh, chop the head off of that enemy once and for all. Mm-mm, I'm not tolerating that. I don't care if I, I if if my knees shake. I'm going to do this because I'm not going to be controlled by this fear. I'm not going to allow fear to come in. No way. No way. No how. Bye. Back to hell you go. Not in my life. And so standing up uh, to, to, to what's bringing you fear, what's bringing you, uh, that, what's making you timid of, of, the, of the future. Man, get, get, write those things down. I want you to, if, if there's something that you just aren't sure of, I'm just not sure. You know, I don't know if this is ever going to work out. If you ever say that to yourself, I want you to write down what that is. And then if it's, I don't know if this marriage is going to work. Or I don't know if, if you know, I'm, I'm called to the ministry. And now I'm doubting. Things aren't going uh, the way they plan. I want you to write those things down and get five scriptures based on that. Based out of that uh, topic or whatever it is that you, you're, you're fearful or timid about. And I want you to meditate and then begin to declare a thing and begin to picture yourself free from that fear, free from that timidity, because God cannot use people that are fearful or timid. Number two, in, in um, Judges 7, I think we're, we're moving on here. Uh, nope, we're still in um, Judges 6. Okay. Let me see where this is. Because I want to read it to you because I know I'm going to, like, butcher it off the top of my head. You know how that goes. (laughs) You know how that goes. Okay. So it says here. Um, the deep boy shitty boo loop do a do a shooby do do. Then the angel of the Lord came 
and sat beneath the great tree of Orpah that belonged to Joash. Uh, yada, 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 shada, da, 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 da. Where is it? I just found it. It took me a minute. And also, once I start reading, I like don't want to stop. Anyway, um, verse 4 of uh, Judges 7 says, But the Lord told Gideon, there are still too many. Bring them down. Be quiet down there. That was my sister. She's disgusting. Did you hear that? That was literally disgusting. But the Lord told Gideon, there are still too many. Bring them down to the spring and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, divide the men into two groups. In one group, put all those who cup water in their hands and lap it up with their tongue like dogs. And the other group put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. Only 300 of the men drank from their hands. All the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. Verse 7, the Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. Bye, Felicia. So I was reading that. And, and I, I just, I was praying and I was asking the Lord, I said, what does that mean? Like, why, why did you do that? Why was that even a thing? Like, you know, couldn't you do it by just the people with brown hair and people with blonde hair? I don't know. And, and, uh, the, what dropped in my spirit was there's an excellent spirit, which also continues to weed out the people that aren't going to get the job done. Uh, because we can say that we don't have any fear and we're going to pursue the things of God. But the thing that determines you moving forward and you winning every battle in life is you having the excellent spirit. And I know I was reading because uh, I was cross-referencing this and, and there was a one version that says uh, he, uh, he chose the ones that lapped with with their tongues like dogs, uh, you know, lapped the water in with like, uh, like dogs uh, because... That shows that they were cowards or something like that. I, I, I forget uh, how he put it, but he said uh, because they, they, they went into their animalistic tendencies of lapping um, water like tongues and God used them because they were afraid or uh, God had used them because they were the ones that were looking out to see if the enemy was coming because they were afraid. So obviously they they weren't going to uh, put their faces in the water to drink because of the fact that they could miss an opportunity if the enemy attacks. We want to be aware, um, but that just proves that they were afraid. Now I don't agree with that translation because Gideon told the army anybody who's fearful and timid go home, and so you're not going to stick around after you know twenty two thousand people are there and still have timidity and fear. So. 
when when the, the 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 Lord shed the light on me, an excellent spirit that stood out to me. It was the fact that they weren't they weren't just going in there like I'm gonna drink some water and I say ah no they they cupped the water and gently drank it. But they, again, just as uh, that one commentator said uh, in regards to it being out of fear. I look at it being out of uh, uh, an excellent spirit. I'm cupping the water. I'm drinking, but I'm also aware of my surroundings. So they, it, it stood out to God how you even uh, how they drank the water. Are you going to do it, you know, just like crazy or are you going to do it with excellence? Bowing your na- knee down and, and, and drinking the water from your hands, cupping it. You know, there was a difference. God wanted to know. I mean, it's just amazing to me the, the, the different little symbolisms and stuff that the Lord would put in the word of God um, that, would, that would separate you from the crowd. And this, for whatever reason, uh, you know, it was what God chose. It was who God chose to be the remnant, literally, the remnant of people that were left to overcome the enemy. And so these 300 people who had, uh, I believe, a more excellent spirit is, is the people that God used in order for them, uh, in order to, to annihilate the enemy. And so what we have to understand is that you do have to be excellent. I, I, I have to, I'm, I'm trying to put this um, as nicely as possible. Uh, you, you have to be sold out to the Lord. You know, if you think about the, the, the starting number 32,000 versus the 300 that actually got the job done. Um, that's about, uh, what is that percentage wise, Jay? Repeat the numbers, repeat the numbers. 32,000 and then 300 went in. I think that's like like 96% or 93% or something. 1% or left. 1% One percent are left. Yeah. Of the of the thirty two thousand. Yeah, it's a lot. The left. It's probably like one or two percent. How do you do the math on that? Does anybody know? It's mental. Okay. Um, about I'm just gonna I'm I, because you know you know math was never my forte. About nine. One percent. One percent. You're welcome. Thank you. Of the people. That was off the head. Off the top. Thank you. I went to college. Wow. It shows. Sound clap. Clap. Mm -hmm. Insert clap here. Thank you. Uh, That 1% uh, is, is that, is the, are those people that represent, you know, those that get the job done that, that have overwhelming victory. I really hope that that's not the case in, in the real world. But we even understand, as Jonathan was preaching this morning, that, uh, you know, what was the, the percentage? Like 80, 86% yeah. of people, uh, if you think about it, in regards to the 12 spies, they went, scoped out the land, and 10 of them came back with an evil report, the Bible says, a report of unbelief. And, and two of them came back full of faith. You know, that still, uh, you know, is true for today. There's so many people that say that they're believers and they say they walk this thing out, but there's still something about them that doesn't put them in this upper echelon of warriors that get the job done and, and, and stay in victory. And that's because they haven't sold themselves out to this excellent spirit. I'm not, getting any, I'm not letting anything 
get in the way of my Christianity. There's no relationship worth uh, going to hell for. I'm not I'm not I'm not leaving uh, my husband because I, I want to, uh, you know, the the fleshly desires. I I've overcome that. I'm, I'm pursuing things that are holy because they're important to me. And 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 my number one goal, as Attaboy has put it, for every believer, and, and I've made it mine, is to make it to heaven. It's not to win a million souls to the Lord, although that will have something to do with it. It's not, you know, having Camila be raised and, and know the Lord. That does have something to do with it. But me personally, I'm trying to make it to heaven. And I'm, I've, I've structured my life in a way that there is nothing that's going to intercept that. I don't care about man's opinion. I don't care about a uh, family member's opinion. Nothing's going to sway me. And if you're at that point right now where you're swayed by the things that you see and you're, you're swayed by, uh, you know, uh, 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 this just didn't work out. I guess it's just not meant to be. If, if you have said that, I can tell you right now, I doubt your integrity with, uh, you know, that fervency that God is looking for in, in a man or a woman of God. You can't talk like a loser and have an excellent speaker. I, I mean, uh, 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 what is it? Got him. You, you, you messed me up. You can't have, uh, you speak like a loser and have an excellent spirit, not speaker. A, a, a spirit of excellence cannot come on you if you're wishy-washy, for lack of a better term. Got if em. you're wishy-washy when it comes to, are you, were you at Sunday? Uh, uh, were you at church on Sunday? Mm. Were you at church when the revival came? No? Mm. No? Then I question the integrity of your relationship with the Lord. And mm. he's not going to tolerate that. He wants people that are sold out to him. Okay, and you do you make that determining factor in your life. I'm not letting anything hold me back. This marriage is going to work. I'm not letting anything break up this marriage. Well, I don't know if it's going to work or not. Eh? Loser. I, I hate to I hate to say it that way, but I want to shake some people because really they're they're making these decisions based out of uh, pure emotion and they're they're they they live and die by their emotions. And it's the saddest reality in the whole wide world because feelings and emotions change this stage where of your life right now. People despise it. The Bible says don't despise the day of small <laughs> beginnings. Because why? Because God, God loves it. What is that, that, that scripture? Look it up. He says he loves uh, to see that thing grow. He loves that moment. To, you know, just as, as I'm raising Camila, I'm not despising her youth. I love to watch her grow. I love to invest in her. I love to see her make her great decisions. You know, and, and so many of us despise uh, where we're at, the beginning, at, because we just want to be Billy Graham right now. We just want to be Oprah Winfrey. We just want to be, uh, you know, the next football player. I don't even know what uh, your, your, your game is. But we despise where we're at right now. And God's saying, what's, no, don't. You, and, and that's the thing. When you begin to despise where you're at right now, you, you begin to complain, you begin to murmur, you begin to compare yourself among your, uh, yourself and uh, all the people that are around you, and, and it's, it does not end well for you. And if we look at the scriptures and we see and identify those that complained and murmured, God said, uh, you'll have everything that you've been complaining about 
Just, just, just how you've been murmuring and complaining against me. You'll have that. You'll have all of that. And you're going to walk around for another 40 years. And then, and you guys aren't even going to uh, see the promised land. Y'all will die. The only ones that are allowed are Joshua and Caleb. So what we take from this is number one, get over the fear, get over the timidity. Number two, develop an excellent spirit. Are you sold out to the things of God? Are you in his word? Are you, are you even, are you questioning uh, your, your Christianity? This is too hard. My life was better without the, no, uh, no, no, it wasn't. Have an excellent spirit. Develop it. I'm telling you, I have to, I have to just kind of linger here a little bit more because people play too much. People want to play Christianity. People want to play and, 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 and they know what to say. They, they know how to present themselves, but behind the scenes, there's something that's wrong. There is something that, that maybe you've allowed to, to manifest in your life, whatever that might be. The Holy Spirit's drawing it out of you right now, and he's saying this is what you have to get out of your life once and for all. It might be a relationship. It might be a DVD. It might be a magazine. It might even be a computer, if you know what I mean. I'm talking about pornography, yo. I, I'm, it might be an addiction. It might be, a, a, you know bitterness, unforgiveness, I wanted, uh, you know, jealousy, backbiting, all of these things, the Holy Spirit, I believe right now is drawing it out of you and making you uh, see it very clearly. You got to get rid of them because if you aren't walking in that more excellent way, he's going to send you away. You aren't going to see the victory. You aren't going to see the victory. And number three, we understand through the, the, the scripture that they won the battle because of the praise. Because of the praise that was released out of their mouth. Second Chronicles what? 2022. 2022. What does it say? It says, at the very moment they began to sing and, gave and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst, among themselves. Say it again with um, a British accent. Oh, I can't. So then read it again. My British accent isn't that good. Then whatever. But At read it with a little bit more life because you literally would just like snooze fest. <coughs> At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. 